0: Hey, everyone. I'm your host, Tom Shaughnessy, and welcome back to Chain Reaction, a research-driven podcast that's a part of Delphi Digital. If you're not on Delphi's research portal, you're missing out on the critical analysis read by the top minds in the crypto space, so be sure to check it out. One quick housekeeping item, nothing said on this podcast is a solicitation to buy or sell any security or token or to make any financial decisions. I may personally hold tokens mentioned on the podcast, and you can view our show notes below for our complete disclosures. With that, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Pat, but I'll let you give the um, overview about yourself and Outlet. Yeah,
1: definitely. So, um, I'm Pat. I am one of the co founders and the CEO of Outlet Finance. Outlet, like Tom was kind of saying, uh, Outlet is a neo bank meant for non crypto people. Um, and we tie into these open financial markets and give our users a really high interest rate because of them. So, uh, I guess more background on me I am like half technical, half marketer. So, I am I don't, I don't handle much on the product side anymore. Honestly, a lot of that's uh, just my CTO, uh, Chris, who's also fantastic. But more myself, basically grown a ton of different businesses before. feel really comfortable growing online brands and consumer stuff. And we're finding some success in the market right now with doing that in Outlet.
0: That's awesome. So Pat, walk me through it. How does it actually work to use Outlet Finance as a user?
1: Sure. So you sign up for the app. You go through super simple KYC, kind of like every other financial app. Um, you log in with Plaid then as well, just like a super familiar experience. Um logging with Plaid and on the back end, we kind of handle everything. There's no gas fees. There's no fees anywhere in the app whatsoever. Nothing hidden. And right now we're kind of serving as a savings account alternative to these users. And in the future, we're working on more and more banking features to ultimately um, get, get people to like direct deposit with us and be more integrated into their lives.
0: That's cool, man. So I think at first glance, a lot of people compare you to kind of BlockFi or, or a wallet or, or something like that. What's the difference between you and, and BlockFi, for instance?
1: Yeah, so BlockFi, not, not to talk bad about them or anything like that, but the difference between us and BlockFi is BlockFi makes crypto investing products meant for crypto investors. And that's fundamentally different than what we do with Outlet. Outlet is a neobank meant for non-crypto people. So what we do is kind of like, Basket our users' funds across multiple of these projects and tools uh, throughout the space and de risk their investment for them. And Blockify is one of those tools. So, some of your funds are kind of sitting in Blockify or Genesis, Celsius, and all these different tools. Or, you know, it could be something like Compound, too, even it kind of depends on what different rates are at different times. Uh, but we manage things for you for these normal people to get involved. They don't have to worry about anything really. It's so simple that like your mom or dad could use it.
0: Are, are most of your users non-crypto? I mean, because it looks like it looks like your focus and kind of the marketing you have is you know geared towards traditional people that are outside of crypto. And to be honest, like we're always waiting for projects to to rope in the traditional world here, so that's kind of an interesting part for us.
1: Yeah, we are mostly non-crypto. There's very few of our users actually that are uh, super pro crypto and that's who we're going after, right? We don't really care about crypto people right now. That's really not our focus at all. In the future, I think we're going to have some really awesome features for crypto people, but it's not our focus right now. And we're finding some real success getting these normal people involved too. Uh, And that's been our whole gold market, our whole strategy behind
0: it too. That's awesome, man. And I guess, how's growth been for you guys? I mean, it looks like, I mean, I know you guys have been at this for a while, or or I think it's been a year, year and a half. You could correct me there, but how has it been like the last couple of months? And uh, I'd love to kind of talk about new features you guys are rolling out as well.
1: Yeah, sure. So we launched um, about 11 months ago and basically growth has been really good. Um, I, I'm, I don't want to go too much into the numbers, but for like normal people using our app, we're seeing a lot of good numbers for sure. Especially in like the neo banking side of things compared to like some of these other companies who have um, tremendous pockets, deep funding and things like that. We're doing really good numbers actually. but you know, there's some things that are sort of holding us back from, um, you know, having tens of millions of people on the app, so to speak. Right. But the app has been going really well. We've grown really fast, but we are trying to really roll out these more so banking related features and things like that take time. We're actually rolling out our debit card in the next like 50 days or so. Um, We're super excited about that. And with that, it's going to be like a really big launch pad for us to launch other banking related products. Um, Such as routing numbers and things like that, and we can roll out real FDIC insured accounts uh, tied to these crypto wallets too. Um, and if that interests you, you should maybe head to our website, Albert Finance, and you can check out more.
0: Yeah, no, it's awesome, man. I mean, I have the app downloaded. It's it's pretty simple. I, I was kind of surprised how easy it was to link a bank account to you guys. I'm sure that takes a lot of work in the background, though, right? Uh,
1: yeah, 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 definitely. We we have a lot of series of partners too to make things work uh, on our side, um, and we're super thankful for them too to help us really.
0: That's awesome. And are you guys sharing any user growth metrics or or AUM or anything along those lines publicly at this point?
1: Uh, We're not sharing things publicly. So we don't think that's necessary for our user base, actually. I would do so. Um, Something I have to really talk to my team about. But um, right now we're growing pretty fast, honestly. We're about doubling every single month and no signs of that stopping. Uh, We're doing really well. We actually just launched a rev share program with some of our partners. Um, So I don't see a stopping growth anytime soon. I think I think it's really going to pick up. And I, I'm sure we will go public with it at one point. But right now, we're really not. We're, we we use crypto, right? But we don't do certain things that other crypto projects do. Um, you don't see people like, for example, could be like TD Bank or whoever bank. And they're not like, hey, we got this many on deposits necessarily or anything like that. I just think that normal people don't necessarily care as much about it. It's not been a, a real request. But if our users really want something like that, sure. Um, And we're also raising some funding right now. Um, So I would like to keep some of it under wraps a little bit. Um, But, you know, pretty open to it. Uh, Right now, we have about like 9,000 to 10,000 users right now on the app. And that's what I feel comfortable sharing. But yeah. But we we still don't have like these DeFi farming yield uh, type of growth. We have nothing planned like that right now. But in the future, who knows, there could potentially be a token or something. Sure.
0: Well, no, I mean, 9,000... Users is a lot, man. I mean, most people think of you know DeFi and crypto as having users in the thousands or tens or hundreds of thousands. So I mean it's significant. And you guys aren't even specifically DeFi, right? You guys are trying to link in the traditional world. So I think that's pretty impressive. I mean, is that more than you expected?
1: You know, honestly, like it's funny because a couple months ago, um, when we were in the tachyon accelerator, we thought that like having I'll just throw out a number back then, you know, we had something like 50, 60k on the app, and we thought we were like you know, the big deal almost. Um, and now here we are with like 10,000 users or so. And I still feel small now, like relative compared to like the landscape of things like Chime and other neobanks. But I think we have a really good chance to be a huge company. And just with like current projections, you know, we're projected to have something like 200,000 users um, in the next 18 months or so, just growing at the rate that we are. Um, so we're really bullish on the idea of Outlet's going to be a big company, and at the time, right now, we're, like, we're really focused on building this platform that feels, looks, and acts like a bank um, and ultimately can, like, replace it for you and get you on direct deposit and do some really cool, exciting things and have, like, real FDIC insurance tied to these blockchain wallets and things of that nature. But, you know, there's certain things that kind of hold you back from getting a million users on an app like this at once, uh, and we think that we need to raise to fix things like that, so it's been... It's been quite the journey from Tachyon to now. But if you are a founder in the blockchain space, I recommend you actually should talk to Tachyon. Um, I think they're great people and great team that would really help you out. But um, that's awesome, man. Yeah.
0: No, I like that. We're running through so many questions. I got to think of some more on the flyer. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. But no, I mean, I was a mentor at Tachyon and they really have a great program. So I'm glad you guys um, went through that. And Patrick, I mean, switch gears a little bit. How do you just feel though about building like a neo native? kind of crypto-esque bank account in the space where the financial system is so outdated, right? Like you guys have no fees, no minimums, no lockup periods. Like you you got rid of all of those things. How does it feel to go head to head with like the banking side, you know, sector there?
1: You know, I think that's a really good question, actually. And it feels really exciting and empowering, the fact that we're doing this and able to do it, right? Like, if you look at, like, the progression in the past 20 years or so on wealth services and financial, like, management as an industry, you know, 20 years ago, you had stuff like Goldman Sachs, and you needed, like, $5 million to open a position, and they took, like, one to 2%. You know, 10 years later, you have something like Wealthfront, and Wealthfront is, like, $5,000 to open a position, and they take 25 bits as a fee, Right. Now, 10 years later, there's something like outlet. And outlet is zero fees, zero requirements to open up the account, and he earns a steady six percent. You know, so it is kind of like the natural progression in financial services for like traditional consumers. And I think it's like it's like this, you know. I, I heard a similar story to that from another founder, right? He was a founder of a robo advisor and he built it, his robo advisor, in something like 2007. But in 2012, all of a sudden. Everyone started using the robo advisor because it was just the age of that, you know, and it's this new era of finance. And right now it feels like tools like Outlet are really going to empower this next era of finance uh, for these regular consumers to kind of get involved in. So it's really exciting that like this fundamental shift is really happening on tools like Outlet for these normal people, right? Like what we're doing is like, it's a godsend to these people, right? Um, Compared to something like 0.0%, we're having. Like, we have people, for example, that are just loving the product. We have people who have started websites just to talk about Outlet. We have people who started YouTube channels just to talk about Outlet. And they're all normal people who didn't have this like sense of empowerment before and prior. Uh, So, Outlet is really just like the plug into this new system and this new financial environment that otherwise wasn't accessible to these types of people before.
0: That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, it's crazy because in crypto, we're used to like, you know, 50, 30%, 30%, like moves in a day on some assets. But when you look at the traditional world, I mean, giving them a 6% rate on their savings account when they're used to getting, you know, nothing and just paying fees, it's a big difference.
1: Right, it is. It's huge. Um, and I think like users now, I, at least on our side, uh, I can't speak on other projects and, and stuff, but there are other people who are trying to get people into DeFi, open finance and, and get involved in this. But I think we're having the most success in doing so just because we really... Do that well, right? Like we sell the empowerment. We sell like what you're doing is bigger than you. You know, it's a part of a movement, and we want to be like the cornerstone of this movement for these normal people to get involved in and get really excited about. Um, Just kind of like like I can't put into words, you know, like how excited I was back in 2017 when I first fell in love with crypto. There's just something special about it. But we think that we can kind of be the same for this open finance lending for these normal people uh, to get involved with, and we're having like a ton of success doing so right now. And uh, yeah, I'm just just really excited, honestly. Like we're getting thousands of people into uh, these markets and interested in it. Uh, We're only focused on USDC right now because that's all normal people care about is dollars. But like in the future, you know, maybe we could add things like crypto and and introduce thousands upon thousands of people to these new alternative assets and investment strategies and just help them manage this process the whole way through, right? There's always a subset of people who want their capital managed for them. And we can kind of serve that market really well.
0: That's awesome. And can you go through where you guys are earning the yield from? And and my second question there is: Do a lot of your users actually ask or or frankly care where you guys are getting the yields from? Because I know you don't really run with like the crypto kind of DeFi or open finance backend or even lending it out to centralized parties. But I'm wondering if people um, know and and if they care.
1: I, so too long didn't read. I feel like people don't care. They don't. No one asks us like, hey is this decentralized? Is this, you know, where, where where's this going? Like, why is this here or whatever? Right. Truth is if they wanted that they could just do it themselves and that's fine. Right. Like that's a product for a different person. Then You can go to compound yourself and do it yourself. That's fine. Um, But uh, people like our strategy and what we do because we work for them. Right. Our strategy is built upon variables and what's best for our users at that given period in time. At one point, we were built entirely on top of DeFi, and that was awesome for us. We were killing it. And then March happens, right? and rates go down, traditional finance rates. Why would I, as a user, take this added level risk, switch this new crazy account for the same yield that I was getting in my traditional accounts? It doesn't even make sense, right? So we need to change the meta on what works on our backend and our engine, and a lot of that happened to be on, on C5, Right. We don't we don't have gas fees. We don't um, we pay. We have some type of coverage on the app, right? Like we have all these added services that are um, basically like de-risking it and making it cheaper for you to get involved. So we needed to switch our meta on this backend once COVID kind of hit and things changed. So at that point, we switched to almost an entirely full CFI um, CFI stack. So we're really spread across all different CFI partners right now: Genesis, Celsius, uh, Blockify, And uh, yeah, certain things depend on what state you're in as well. But uh, we have added coverage on top of each of those
0: partners, too. That's awesome, man. And it's it's good to hear. And I guess the other question is, is this open to the world or just the United States? Like if I'm in another country, am I able to use Outlet? Uh,
1: I wish. Um, Not yet. Uh, Right now, we're just focused on the U.S. um, And we're going to be shipping those bank accounts in the U.S. There's a few states that we're not in, actually. We're not in New York. And um, Texas are the big two that we're not in. But other than that, we're just about everywhere,
0: uh, honestly. Is it hard to get Texas and New York? I'm assuming, I know New York is is quite a...
1: New York is very hard. Uh, New York is like $1 million hard. (laughs) Uh, So it's pretty hard. So Texas, they actually just recently changed some laws. At one point, we were in Texas super early on. Um, I think we're inevitably going to go back into Texas and be able to do business in there again. Um, But it's really dependent on... Our payment partners. So we're not the ones who have the the money transfer license. Uh, our partner does, and they're the ones who handle like the crypto and fiat on and off ramps for us. Uh, so it, things are a little bit dependent on them, but uh, they're great people. I'm sure that they'll figure it out.
0: That's awesome. And Patrick, how do you feel about just competition in the space? Right, like you know, could Coinbase roll this out, or could BlockFi roll this out, or, or could a new partner or a traditional bank roll this out? I mean, I I feel like. You know, everyone would just say yes off the bat, but a lot of this comes down to branding and focus and expertise and things like that. Yeah, I think that's a
1: good question. So we get asked this question a lot, um, honestly, but I think the answer is no. I I think they're not going to do it right. And I think they're not going to do it well enough to really compete with someone like us. We do one thing and we do it great. And we really build this product just for this specific type of user, just like there are neobanks for like this specific type of user, right? Right. Um, there's a neobank for everything, right? But we're kind of this neobank for non crypto people. And that's sort of our niche right now. And with that comes zero gas fees. It comes the aggregation across all of these open financial markets. So even if Blockify or whoever were to come in and build a neobank, what good would it be if 100% of your funds are at risk on this one platform, right? If you basket across, it's added safety for um, these normal people to get involved. And also, right, it's just the brand on top of it, right? Do we just do one thing really well, acquire users really fast? Uh, we're building this moat around the relationship we have with these users. No one changes their bank. Why would you leave the 6% interest rate one? And, you know, that's kind of like our super our, our superpower right now is honestly, we're doing a great job getting these users quickly, uh, building out like this proprietary backend for them and building out different services on top. Like I said, our, our debit card's coming out soon. We're going to have uh, direct deposit and things like that too. So we can really be your one-to-one full banking solution.
0: Uh, you can it's awesome, man. No, that that's that's exciting, man. The direct deposits are going to be big. I'm I'm excited to hopefully test that out when you guys launch it. But yeah, yeah, just I'm switching. Yeah, yeah totally. Man. And how big is the market for this? I mean we all talk about like how big is the savings market or or you know checking count and CDs. I, I know it's a large number, but you know what what yeah. is that?
1: It's a super large market. Um you know it feels like an ocean, but we're really targeted on one market specifically. And it's actually, so right now, about half of America does not invest in stocks or equities or anything, uh, despite us having just like this crazy 10-year bull run. So there's a subset of this 46% of Americans that that don't invest. And then there's another 25% of those people that make over $50,000. So those are the people who we really, really care the most about, is the people who could actually invest, but just choose not to, right? And it could be for a multitude of, of, of reasons. Um, One of the most common reasons is they think it's risky, right? And you ask people, like, define the risk in investing. And what they say is they don't want to watch their money go up and down. They don't want to ride it out like that. So we serve as a great alternative for these types of people because uh, in DeFi and open finance, right, like, money only goes up, basically. Uh, And it's just like, this is a unique principle of these markets. Uh, So if we can kind of redress this and, and reshape and reform it into something else, we have a really, really good product. Um, and that's kind of like what we're doing right now. Um, and just figuring out how we can make things like more traditional products on top of these markets, right? Like, well, we're rolling out stuff like CDs soon uh, as well that are really pop that are really like super pumped about doing, doing all kinds of st- uh, crazy stuff. But, um, ultimately it's just like, how do we get normal people to use these tools and, uh, how do we communicate that we're an effective savings method for them?
0: Uh, that's totally fair. And Pat, just looking out, like, you know, 12 months, 24 months, if you had a bunch of money, like where would you spend it for outlet? Like what would be the growth areas? You know, w- would you hire people? Would you, you know, in- you know, improve the app? Where would you spend the money?
1: Yeah, so right now we are a team of two. Um, we've done all this with two people. We think that the biggest expense is going to definitely be growing the team out we want to grow to, it's like a team of like 5.5. We want to spend a lot of money on redesigning, being super consumer friendly, and just spend the money to look awesome and look incredible and look incredibly trustworthy, one. But uh, to just be like engineering, kind of basically building out like as well as like a risk engine uh, within outlet Two for our users, and a lot of money on marketing. Right now we have like a couple good traction channels that are, that are clearly working. Um, and we just want to double down on them, spend the money where we can on them, uh, spend like, we want to spend like $10,000 a month on marketing, uh, and just blow up right now. We're spending $0 and, uh, we're in a good position to take a, a really large market. If we can close the round.
0: And Pat, who's that 0.5 person? You said two to 5.5, who would that half a person be?
1: <laughs> oh, the 0.5. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I should have explained that that's actually going to be a designer. So like as cool. needed basis. Uh my bad. <laughs> yeah, but No, 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 it's, it's makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like engineering and uh, account managers. We actually just hired our first account manager um and that's really cool. Uh they've been helping out a, a lot actually making a big difference. So it's, that's it's cool, man. really nice to not have to do like hours of customer service a day. Um, yeah, no,
0: I trust me, we our, our partners know the feeling. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, but it's rough.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it it helps when you start to scale up and auto- automate that. It definitely makes a makes a big difference. And you know, the other question for you is you know, it does, I know that you guys are are centralized and that's a good thing, right? Like you want to target traditional world, you want to get their deposits, put it into crypto or a yield, right? And that's that's all good and well. Is there any play here though where outlet starts to centralize where like the community decides where the funds are invested or you know, you could get loans on it to build out other companies? Like is there any play there down the line?
1: Yeah, so I think there could potentially be, right? Um, that comes down to, do we always want to make decisions on behalf of our users or do we want to sell this idea and like this, this concept of like where an open source fund and anyone can kind of tie into our users funds and, you know, our users can kind of decide where their money goes. We do eventually want to build out, uh, some type of an API related service, but, uh, that's a bit down the line. And you know, it's something that we're very interested in, right? Is like, how do we move just beyond crypto lending rates uh, without going too deep into it? I, I feel like that's a that's a good spot, but it's something that like we want to do. We think it's really important because uh, our users, again, like they're not caring about where their money necessarily goes, right? We're more of like this like search engine for yield in a way, right? Like people are on our platform to earn yield. Let's do it. They don't, they're not like, hey, I'm on here for crypto lending. Um, and I think that's, like, the fundamental difference in what opens us up to uh, this whole different type of business comparative to, like, wallets and, like, tools like Blockify and things like that. They just don't care. And that's the beauty of it. We're able to be extremely flexible and move money around to where the yields are, even if it's DeFi or not, right?
0: Um, yeah, no, I yeah. mean, I look, I mean, in my mind, you guys solve, like, Another end of the spectrum, right? Like I don't see my non-crypto friends from college ever putting money in a urine vault or pickle jar or unharvest or or rari or something like that, right? Like I see them potentially using a service like you guys or one of your competitors or others to to kind of you know get that yield for them. And frankly, they'll just view you guys as a fintech company at the end of the day.
1: (laughs) Right, totally. I I agree with that, and that's that's what I love about Outlet. You know, and like. We started, uh, me and my, co- my, my current co-founder, we started another company uh, back in the day. It was called Fora. And it was basically like trying to get normal people to buy and sell their items for cryptocurrency. And like we kind of still have that same mission, right? Like we want to get normal people involved in using these digital assets in ways that they didn't anticipate necessarily. Uh, and right now kind of like building out this banking platform that feels, looks and acts just like a neobank is, is really attractive to them. Uh, just for like the interest rate, right? Like everyone can understand a six percent interest rate, but not everyone can understand DeFi, open finance, lending, and all this other crazy stuff, and how to how to get the six percent. And we're just making it super simple for these people, right? Like they don't care um, if it's decentralized, where the yield is necessarily coming from, and that's it's just awesome.
0: <laughs> where do you think, or what do you think happens first? And obviously, competition is good because it helps grow companies that compete with each other. You know, what do you think happens first? A traditional large bank. Uh, roll something out where they allow their users to invest in open finance, or do you think a traditional bank uses somebody like you to kind of achieve that goal, or neither? I think Would it's going it? to
1: be the second one actually, before the first, right? Because they're going to look for someone to be reliant on to not risk their reputation to like be like, you know, we're we're not experts in this. Right? as the bank, I'm speaking as the bank, we're not experts in this. We need an expert to come in and go ahead and build something. And actually, I know of people who have d- built services similar. They use stuff like mutual funds for like these uh, low tier banks in foreign countries. And these mutual fund backend strategies kind of do what we do in a sense, right? They're just like different, yield. they're unreliant upon what the Fed has to say. It's more upon like these mutual rates. Our differences, we're just relying on open financial markets to earn these yields too. Um, so it's it's already a business that people are doing, especially in China. I actually know someone who started a company that did that, and it's it's very interesting. And I think that's something like a play that we could eventually do once we have more so our API kind of rolled out, and we want to have like two functions within the API: we borrow and lend with our our users' funds.
0: Uh, that's that's totally fair. And I mean, every project has risks involved, right? Like, what you know, what keeps you up at night? What are the risks here? Is it you know insurance? Is it customer service where you know it's just not fast enough because the team's small? Like, or is it the partners? guys lend to KYC? Like, where are the risks with Outlet? I think everything kind of keeps me up at night, to be honest with you. Uh, just It's a good it's answer small. for a founder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the team is so small. So it's yeah. like I do kind of a little bit of everything you just said. Um, and it is uh, stressful. So, but, you know, it's, it's awesome at the same time. Like, it feels great. Uh, it feels really empowering. But uh, biggest risks involved in outlet, I think, would be like these external risks uh, and these factors. So, like, I think COVID was a good example of like a risk in outlet, so to speak, right? Like, these normal people are on outlet to earn yield, and COVID tanked the yields. Like, it was just, it, it didn't make much sense to use outlet at that time. And I'm being real, you know, if the real the yield on outlet was like zero point one percent. And the yields on your bank were like zero point one percent. There's no reason to really use outlet. Um, yeah. So we need to make a switch as a company to figure out like how we can source yield higher than what it was currently. Um, so I think that's like a common risk, right? And outlet is like where where do, where are yields? Where are they drying up? And as yields are good, they're always drying up, right? So outlet needs to figure out the meta and be ahead of the markets to figure out where yields are and are going to be for some time for our users. Uh, and that's why we think like building out an API inevitably is is an incredible answer for that. And if any, anyone is listening would like to go in more detail on this API, I'd love to talk to you about it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's honestly why I asked about the long term roadmap because I mean five or six percent is great, but if you could take five or ten percent of the funds and allocate it to a year involved or or something else in DeFi, I mean, yeah, it's totally. like to those
1: yields. Yeah. yeah, I would like love to do that, you know. And I think, I think we could definitely do that if users were openly saying, "Hey, we wanted to do this," you know. Um, and right now, we just don't have a mechanism for users to kind of vote on what's going on in the backend strategy. Uh, but like longer term, we. probably absolutely will, Um, I think is is the right answer, right? But right now we're sort of focused on these normal people approach and no normal person is going to be like, hey, let's go out of my way to start a vote to go into, you know, urine vaults or something. But I think like as a community, that might be a really, really viable option. And that makes total sense, you know? But you also have to think like, Outlet as a company, too, is paying for gas fees. It's paying for these transactions between crypto and fiat and back and forth. And it's like gas fees are expensive in some of these DeFi products right now, especially. So it's something to take into effect. But I would love to like have discussions about this with our user base and our community. Uh, right now, we do have a pretty solid community for, for a non-crypto project. We're having some serious level of engagement. Um, and it's exciting. Like Right now, one-third of our active users come to the app every single day. And that is, you know, really powerful. Like who checks their bank account every single day? Ain't no one. And,
0: uh, Just on you know, the first s- of the month.
1: Yeah. yeah, Right. Right. Like you're not on it every day. You might like when yep. you get paid or something like once a week, yep. I don't know. Uh, but it's not like, you know, it's not like your stock brokerage account, which you might check every day or like your crypto wallets, you know, like your block account, whatever You kind of might check those, but we're finding that people are actually doing that with us. So it's like extremely interesting. And I, I think like, the number one added, the number one requested feature is direct deposit. So I I definitely think we're going to be like a a fairly big neobank within the next year or so. Honestly, Uh, I think people are going to be talking about us.
0: That's awesome, man. I I, am to follow along and and I really appreciate you coming on, Pat. Where could people kind of try out outlet um, and, and learn more?
1: Yeah, you can go ahead and uh, just check out our website. It's outlet.finance. Um, you can read up more about it. We're actually hiring out some people right now. So if it interests you, maybe apply for some jobs too. But yeah, just check it out, outlet.finance. Um, we have some links on there for uh, an extra $5 when you sign up. Uh, so go ahead and find those links. They're on there. Um, we have community on Discord. Just find us. Uh, happy to. You can also just find us in the App Store, honestly. a uh, Great way to find us see relative reviews. Um, you'd actually search the word, uh, bank or whatever, and you'll find us eventually too, which is really cool. Uh, so
0: awesome, man. That's, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. I like that you guys are on the app store on, on Apple and Google play and, and everyone listening, let me know uh, what you think in the comments and, uh, and tweet, tweet reply. And Pat really appreciate your time for coming on, man. And I'll drop all those links in the show notes too.
1: All right. Definitely. Thank you, Tom. You know, looking forward to watching it <laughs> later as well, <laughs> but, uh, awesome. I'm sure we'll talk soon.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please support the show by hitting subscribe on iTunes, writing a review, or sharing this episode on Twitter and LinkedIn. And stay tuned for our next episode. Out soon.